0: Hello, and welcome to the Battle Line podcast, where we have conversations on that collision of space between community, faith, and culture. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Satterley, and here with me today is the Director of Publications. I looked up your title to make sure I got it correct this time. My co-host on this podcast, my co-host in life, Major Jamie Satterley. Jamie, how are you doing today?
1: I am fantastic. How are you?
0: Doing great. We also have with us, Hiding in the Shadows, our media manager, Elizabeth. (laughs) But she is here today, but she's having to be on the DL. She's experiencing
1: some difficulty, so. Yeah.
0: So, thank you, Elizabeth. Glad you're here. And we also have a special guest today, Major Jamie.
1: Yes, we are so excited. This is a first for the Battle Line podcast. Uh, we have an accomplished author and a speaker in our midst. We're so excited. Uh, we have with us today, uh, Greg Steer, who is the founder of Dare to Share. Uh, and as I said, the author of over 20 books. As a director of publications, I am impressed. <laughs> 20 books. <laughs> That's, we're going to have to talk about that sometime. But uh, Greg has spoken at countless Salvation Army events, and he's relentless in spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is also right at the heart of Salvation Army uh, and what we live for. So we're so excited uh, to talk with, today with Greg. Greg, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing great. And I just I'm a big fan of the Salvation Army. Um, our original name was Warriors for Christ before we changed it to Dare to Share. <laughs> and, uh, trademark, we, trademark. Yeah, trademark, trademark. <laughs> I got that. I just got that in my blood. We are in a battle line. We're in a fight with Satan for the souls of the next generation. And we need to armor up. I have written on my whiteboard, prayed up, armor on, battle ready. So I, I feel like an honorary officer uh, in the Salvation Army because I love what you guys do.
0: Yeah, we're gonna, well, we're talking with Captain Greg Steer here of the <laughs> Savage Army. So, Greg, we, we've met over the past couple of years. Yeah, We've heard you speak at many events. So for, we have a, a couple of listeners, especially international listeners, who might not know you, your story, Dare to Share. Can you just really quick give us, give us? I know we're going to talk about the book, Unlikely Fighter, which is phenomenal. But tell us a little bit about Dare to Share, what it is, give an, people an idea of who you are and what you do.
2: So, what we do is we train and equip young people to share the gospel. Uh, we've been doing this for 30 years now. We started 30 years ago, started with conferences, you know, moved from large churches to arena events, and, mo- you know, mobilized millions of teens to share the gospel. We train, equip, inspire. Five years ago, we moved away from the big arena events, and now we do Dare to Share Live, which is a live simulcast. Uh, and just one month ago, we had thirteen hundred thirty-eight churches participate, forty-seven states, four countries, simultaneously trained, equipped, and mobilized for the gospel. So that's we train, we equip, we provide curriculum. Now, free of charge, M- uh, most of our curriculum now is available free of charge as digital downloads on our website, DareToShare.org, and a face-sharing app called Life in Six Words that is in twelve languages, from Mandarin to Arabic to. You know, we're adding languages constantly, Spanish, Portuguese, Italian, German, etc. So we, we're like Liam Neeson in Taken. We have a very particular set of skills, and it's to train, inspire, equip, and mobilize teenagers to share the gospel and youth leaders to build gospel-advancing ministries. So youth groups that are taking their cities for Christ, taking their communities for Christ. That's what we do.
0: This is our first time doing visuals, so I want everybody to see that I do have the Life in Six Words app there on the phone. Yes you do. Go download it. It's incredible stuff. All right. Major J Yeah,
1: absolutely. I just want to say before we get into our next question too that um I love the mission of Dare to Share. And I think um, you know, it's especially timely right now with Gen Z. Uh, this generation of young people that we have right now who, um, if you if you pay attention to the statistics of Gen Z, you'll see that we have uh, a biblical literacy challenge in front of us. But the positive news is that Gen Z uh, loves to mobilize for a cause. They love to be involved in mission. They have a heart for people uh, and for, um, you know, just helping others. And so um, I think that if, if we can reach Gen Z for Christ, we would see a revival in this land, unlike possibly we've ever seen before, just because of the heart they have for mission um, and wanting to be, you know, boots on the ground, so to speak.
2: I, I agree, Jamie. I would say, you know, every teen needs three things, a king, a cause and a crew. The king is King Jesus. He said in Matthew 28, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. So we have our king, our cause, go and make disciples of all nations. Our crew, Jesus spoke this to his disciples. So they were a crew. And he says, by the way, I'm part of the crew. I'm with you always to the very end of the age. So the Great Commission, what we call the greatest cause, gives teenagers the three things they need to change the world. A king, a cause, and a crew. Amen.
1: Amen. I love that. I love that. So, Greg, you have a new book out, The Unlikely Fighter. Matt's been reading it and telling me all about it. Uh, so, I'm going to swipe it if he doesn't hurry up and finish with it. I'm halfway. I've <laughs> we'll I, I, Greg.
0: I'm, I'm halfway through. I'm sorry. Don't tell me how it ends. <laughs> I
1: won't. I won't. I <laughs> so will. <we're> so, yeah. <laughs> so, it's been great so far, the excerpts that he's been showing me, and uh, so exciting uh, to be able to talk to you about it. So, can you tell us a little bit about uh, unlikely fighter what's the meaning behind it
2: so i came from a family of literal fighters uh three of my uncles were competitive bodybuilders and street fighters the fourth one uh was a bouncer at the toughest bar in denver the fifth one was a golden gloves boxer judo champion and war hero complete with five bullet wounds and a five inch um scar that he got in battle from a bayonet that he not only survived he killed the guy that gave it to him i mean my family was inner city tough And we were raised in, every city's got a city within the city. You know, D.C.'s got a city within the city. Lincoln, Nebraska's got a city within the city. Denver's got a city within the city. We were raised in the highest crime rate area of Denver. And my family had something to do with that crime rate. Uh, The Denver Mafia nicknamed my uncles the Crazy Brothers. So when the Mafia thinks your family's dysfunctional, it is not good. And uh, a preacher, a hillbilly preacher, nicknamed Yankee, who had a southern drawl, on a dare reach my toughest uncle with the gospel. And that began began a domino effect that swept through my whole family. Uh and eventually I came to Christ and, you know, found my purpose as a fatherless kid. My my mom was the only girl in this group, so five street fighting brothers and my ma, and they were all afraid of my ma, because she used a bat, she cheated. Um, but I never knew my biological father. I was a result of a party. She met my biological father at, he was a sergeant major in the army um, and uh, in, in the United States Army. <laughs> like Note no,
0: no for the editor. That's that, for that, the that. editor.
2: <laughs> and uh, never met him. So mom almost aborted me. She drove from Denver to Boston to have an illegal abortion. My uncle Tommy and Aunt Carol talked her out of it and she came back and she would just, burst in tears when she looked at me oftentimes and I never knew why she felt so much guilt and she had a lot of rage that was shame fueled. And so when I came to Christ and learned how to share my faith, you know, first person on my heart was my mom. And so I began to share the gospel with her. So the the book Unlikely Fighter is, is a memoir, uh, but it's 22 chapters long. The first 21 chapters happened before I turned 16. So it's really about growing up in this just ravaged by dysfunction and violence family that was utterly transformed by the power of the gospel. That's why I I think, you know, one of the things I love about, you know, Salvation Army, I don't know if this is still the tagline, doing the most good the most good we can do is share the gospel. And we want to pray for people. We want to care for people. And I think Salvation Army is really good at that. Uh, It's known for their generosity, but we can't let the evangelism part of that slide because that's a temptation in every organization, especially ones that have been around for a hundred plus years. It's a temptation. We have to keep the gospel central because what really changes everything is the gospel. You know, Henry David Thoreau once said, for every thousand hacking at the leaves of evil one strikes at the root and the gospel strikes at the root of evil and again that's why i love william booth's vision to pray for people to care for people and then to share the gospel out loud with words i have to say that because of the statement that you often hear falsely attributed to saint francis of assisi preach the gospel if necessary use words i've adjusted the statement preach the gospel it's necessary use words. So, so the unlikely fight is really about the power of the gospel, changing my entire family.
1: Absolutely, I love that story uh, because sometimes we, as humans, we you know we had this habit of writing people off as irredeemable. We look at a family and say, uh, "The mafia thinks they're crazy. They're crazy. They're, yeah, they're crazy. Let's let's just move on to somebody less crazy." Uh, but I think this is why story is so powerful. Your family is a perfect example. No one is irredeemable. Uh, God can reach anyone. I don't know why we try to put limits on God. Uh, They can't be reached. No, they can. uh, They absolutely anybody. God, God's the gospel can reach even, you know, uh, even people who the mafia avoids. Uh, And then look what the product of that is. Um, You know, we have you who's this has this beautiful ministry of sharing the gospel and saying, look how powerful it is. Look what it has done in the life of my family.
0: What I, think, exciting stuff. Uh, what I think Unlikely Fighter does so well is it reminds the Salvation Army. It reminds us what our middle name is, right? We say Salvation is our middle name. But uh, reading Greg's story t- reminds us, Salvation Army, that we are called to proclaim the gospel to the least, the last, the lost. The words that we we sometimes spit around, right? Like William Booth said, go for souls and go for the worst. Um, Greg's story Talks about that. I feel like I'm offending you, Greg, by t- saying go for souls and go for the worst. Here's no, I,
2: I was actually going to share that because <laughs> I love that quote, and and uh, I I really feel that strategically, William Booth understood that the bad, the broken, the bullied, the 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 least, the last, and the lost, they come to Christ quicker. Um, they're more open to the gospel. You know, the poor in spirit are often the poor in real life because they're broken, they're looking for hope. Why is it generally speaking that poor people buy the most lotto tickets? It's because they're looking for hope, right? Uh, and and that hope is ultimately found not in a lotto ticket, it's found in Christ. And, you know, Spurgeon, Charles Spurgeon, contemporary of of William Booth, you know, built a church in the worst part of London, South London. That's like South Chicago, you know, it's high crime rate area. Somebody asked him, why did you do that? His answer was, if you want to set a house on fire, start the fire in the basement because fire burns up. And if you want to reach a city for Christ, start with the poor, the broken, the apartment complexes, the trailer courts, where I was raised. I was raised in apartment complexes and trailer courts and high crime. And poor people, generally speaking, are just more open to the gospel. Broken people are more open to the gospel so Salvation Armies are already strategically positioned, oftentimes in those tough areas, and I'm like, man, this is an outreach opportunity like never before. But we need to we need to mobilize to use an army term and yeah. get out and share the gospel.
0: Thanks, Greg. I hope Salvation Army were are listening. Greg's reading our mail, so we need to be there. Um, all right, Greg. So you you mentioned in your book again. Um, it's, i'm halfway through it's a spectacular read. I'm sorry that you had um, to live absolutely. it, but man, I it's uh i am I'm, I'm loving it every chapter. But you mentioned in your book that you felt like an outsider. I'm I'm kind of hearing that thread throughout your chapters here that you felt like an outsider in your own family growing up. So there are people that the Salvation Army uh, there there are there is the Steer family, the Matthias, Matthias is Matthias yeah, family, family name. People yeah. that are attending the Salvation Army right now, there are youth leaders, uh, officers, people who are leading those kids right now. What encouragement and message would you have for for those who who are saying, for the others who feel the same way you did in their own home? What what would you say to them?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, just to add on to that, I, I did not fit into my family. I was like young Sheldon in the hood. I mean, my family was whispered about me all the time. Uh, one time when I was six years old, my Uncle Dave, that war hero, At a Christmas party, gave me a present. I opened it up, and it was a girl's doll in front of everyone. And I thought it was a mistake. I go, "It's a girl's doll." He goes, "Yeah, I figured you don't have a dad, so you like to play with dolls like a little girl." And I'm like, shoved it in his stomach. I go, "I ain't no girl." My family's like, "Oh yeah, he's maybe he's one of us after all." Look at his temper. Well, that sent me in a spiral because I was from the time I was six, I was trying to unwrap my identity. Now I'm like, "Who am I? How did I get in this crazy family? Why am I here?" And I I took my Bible. Even though my little red Bible, my Sunday school teacher had given me, my grandparents took me to church and a flashlight. I didn't know Christ yet, but I knew the answers were in that book. And so I just, I I would say to anybody who is struggling with that, the answers are in that book. And two years later, I heard the answer that Jesus died for the outcasts. He died between two thieves. He died for sinners. He did not come to redeem the righteous, to save the the sinners, to seek and save those who are lost. So, everything you need with your identity is found in Christ. When I trusted Christ on June twenty third, 1974, I knew for the first time I had a dad, my Heavenly Father. And then, a couple years later, I realized, okay, I have a purpose, and that is to reach others with the Gospel. And I have a guidebook. It's called the Bible. And you begin to realize all the blessings we have are available to us through Christ. So don't get your identity from Instagram. Don't get your identity from how many followers you have. Don't get your identity from how big your church is. Don't get your identity from anything else other than whose you are and who you are in Christ. And so really... That book is, yes, it's about my family's radical transformation, but it's really about me finding my identity in the simple gospel of grace. And if anybody's listening to this and they don't yet know Jesus, Jesus died for you on a cross. He paid the price for your sin. He rose from the dead, and he offers not just eternal life, not just forgiveness, but he's giving you a new family, a new identity, uh, a, a new life. That that lasts forever, starts now and lasts forever. So put your faith in him. If you already know that message, man, if you had the cure to COVID, you would be out sharing the cure. You'd be, you'd be ringing a bell, right? Say, <laughs> yeah, I got the cure to COVID. And you would tell that to everybody. We got the cure to something way worse than COVID. And uh it's the gospel of Jesus Christ.
1: That's right. I said uh any young adult Bible study. I guess it was, oh man, it was, it seems not like that long ago, but I think it was nearer to the start of COVID is, you know, we're so afraid. We're so afraid of this and it, it's not wrong to be afraid of COVID. Um, but COVID, COVID's damage to your body, there's a limit to that, right? Uh, sin can take away everything, yep. your eternity. Uh, so we need to be, it's like you said, we, we have a solution to that. Uh, yes. And so let's, let's be training our young people, how to fight or how to spread that message that, hey, we have a message, uh, a cure for something, like you said, way worse than COVID. Speaking of that, um, Greg, this can you tell us a little bit about this app, this Life in Six Words? Because I think it, it, it um, really can be transformational yeah. for its users and really uh, kind of equips us to things that we may be a little bit uncomfortable with.
2: Yeah, so the app is called Life in Six Words. It's free on the App Store, and it's called Life in Six Words because when you download it and kind of you got to kind of register for it, put in the name of an unreached person that you're going to start praying for and caring for and sharing the gospel with, um, and, and you kind of go through that process, once you have it ready to go, which only takes like two minutes, you ask somebody if you were to describe your life in six words what would they be and there's 14 words for them to choose from from meaningless to purpose to hope to family to life to god to money to adventure different things like that so it's interesting to watch people choose their six words and then you just simply ask them why did you just why did you choose those words and people even strangers will pour out their life story to me i I've used it hundreds of times, I've never been turned down to engage with it. It's interesting to me. People want to talk about why they chose their words. And then you say, can I share with you my words? Well, you when you register for it, you put your, the words that would best describe your life and one of them is gonna be God, right? Well, you use that as a way to share the, share your story. And then you've heard their story, then you share your story. Then can I share with you God's words, right? And then you walk through the gospel. There's a gospel acrostic that we use. And um, the words are, God, our sins, paying everyone life, G-O-S-P-L. And so there's sentences that God created us to be with him. And then you swipe. Our sins separate us from God. Swipe. Sins cannot be removed by good deeds. You go all the way through the gospel message. And at the end, if they're ready to trust Christ, they push a button and water comes out and baptizes them. (laughs) That would be cool. That's the, the three...
1: Salvation Army version has a uniform that pops out. The uniform,
2: that's right, and a badge. There you go. Um so but but you can also put the names of all the people that you're praying for to reach in to the Life in Six Words app. You can create face sharing groups. Uh it's in twelve different languages. So you just push a a world icon button and twelve languages pop up and the whole app, when you choose Mandarin or portuguese or italian or spanish the whole app changes so i was sharing christ i was in a hotel going back to my room and the lady that had just cleaned uh, her name was anna she came out and i started sharing christ well she didn't speak english she spoke only spanish so i switched it to spanish and i took her through the gospel but in spanish it's not g-o-s-p-l it's cristo for christ uh, because gospel's too long in Spanish. So she's going through each of those sentences, C R I, and she's bawling. S she kept saying C, C, C as she swiped through, she gets to the O and she is bawling. You know, and I didn't know how to ask her to put her faith in Christ. I go, El Trusto Cristo. <laughs> and- she was like, see, and she collapsed in my arms, bawling. And I think I heard her whisper, el stupido gringo. No, she didn't that. <laughs> but she trusted Christ from that app. It's, and it's not the app. It's the gospel message. You know, the app is just a plate. Like, you can serve the gospel on. Like, I don't go into a steak restaurant for the plate. I go for the steak. But I want it served on a plate. So so the the gospel, the Life in Six Words app is a nice plate. You know, and I'll tell you real quick too. another simple way to share the gospel this, you know, season is um, through the unlikely fighter book. So I've been preaching at churches across the country, an unlikely fighter sermon and challenging people. Hey, get two books, one for yourself and one for an unreached person and have them read it. And you read yours and then talk about it after, because even though it's a memoir, the gospel is clearly given. And at the very end. I challenge you, if you've read this book and haven't put your faith in Christ, would you do that? So those Unlikely Fighter, they're available anywhere books are sold, Amazon, Dare to Share, Barnes and Nobles, all that stuff.
0: Salvation Army, I just I feel like you got to hear Greg say again, the thrift stores that we run, the homeless shelters that we run, the COVID shelters, core cadets, junior soldiers, moonbeams, sunbeams, rangers, explorers, adventurers, these are all plates these are plates for the gospel. We got to stop getting worked up about the plates and worry about what's on the plate. So we do all these things not to just, you know, show to the community, hey, look at the nice size plate we have. We do these things to present the gospel to people. So,
2: oh, yeah. You just got a new illustration. I like that. And nah, you guys, you guys got stolen
0: the, stolen from Greg Steer.
2: <laughs> you got the, yeah, trademark Ricky Bobby. No, me a dollar. But, uh, you guys got the coolest names for all your programs, too. I
1: like that. Um, it
2: sounds like Disney World. I'm like, I want to go to Salvation Army Disney World. <laughs> Cadets over there. Let's go over there, guys. <laughs> Rangers, that, let's go there.
1: Uh, good times. Uh, that's so fun. Well, I know uh- – Greg, we kind of talked about this a little bit. Every, every single one of us, each one of our listeners can think of people in their lives whose names we could put in that app, right? Who don't know Jesus as their Savior, who we're praying for. Um, what kind of encouragement can you give them through Dare to Share or through Unlikely Fighter? Um, you know, sometimes we look at the world around us and it, it just seems kind of like <laughs> hopeless, right? And say, how in the world can we, there's just, it's just so much. It's so big. It's everywhere. How can we make a difference? What are some encouragement that you have for people that to say, like, don't give up?
2: Yeah. You know, don't give up. I mean, it, it's interesting. I talked to my grandma, uh, cause I, you know, when I was a pastor and a, pre, you know, evangelist and I was pre- preaching the stories of my family, she pulled me aside one day and she said, Greg, I'm grateful that you shared these stories and I'm grateful you talk about how Yankee came in and shared the gospel with the family. But you need to remember that behind all of that, your grandmother was on her knees every day praying for her kids to come to Christ. And so I would say, don't give up on prayer. Don't give up on caring for people. Don't give up on sharing the gospel. And you'll see in the book, Unlikely Fighter, I don't want to give it away, but stories of uh you know people's transformation that w- that were not quick, they were not sudden. Um, some of them took years to finally come to Christ. But you have to you have to keep going for it. You you be as relentless to reach others as Jesus was relentless to reach you. You know, and don't give up.
0: Greg, no spoilers, no spoilers out there. But can you? And if you you got to read the book. But yes can, read it get what's the what's the update on the family? Can you share that without giving yeah. away secrets?
1: Oh yeah yeah well,
2: I'll tell you an update on the family so because I had to interview my whole family for this. you know I interviewed my surviving some of my uncles are past but interviewed uh, my uncle Bob, my uncle Tommy, my aunt Carol, my Erlene, Jack's wife, I mean uh, my uncle Dave, the war hero, I mean my cousins I, I wanted because I was a kid when all this t- happened. You know, it's interesting, not not all of them have read the book completely yet, but the ones who've had said, you nailed it. I mean, you know, it's always disruptive when you write a book and you get into, I mean, we don't just get into dirty laundry. I mean, I take it and I just pour out the hamper everywhere and kick it around and say, okay, look. And, um, but my family agreed to it. They said, do it for the sake of the gospel. And um, so, yeah, I think the family's excited. They're serving the Lord passionate about christ still sharing the gospel and um yeah and my brother who's part of the book as well is uh you know he read the book right away and he was he was super excited about about it so yeah it's been great it's been a great update
0: before before jamie asks the last question we want to so if people want to read unlikely fighter where can they find it how do they learn more about dare to share how do they how do they learn more about you
2: so if they want to learn more about dare to share uh it's just dareto share.org it's the number 2 dareto share.org and again free curriculum uh free material free ebooks there's all sorts of free stuff on dareto share.org that will help equip you to share the gospel um if they want to learn more about me um they can follow me on Instagram or Twitter uh at greg steer and it's s t i e r greg steer s t i e r Uh, And if they want to learn more about the book and get it, just Google Unlikely Fighter, and it will pop right up, and probably it'll be Amazon, uh, and you can get that book, download it. Again, I encourage you to get two copies, one for you, one for an unbeliever. And just, I'm going to say this as a side note, I've written 21 books now. I've never taken a dollar or a dime from any of my books. It all goes back to mobilize more teenagers for the gospel. So every book you buy helps us train another student to, to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's, that's why we do what we do. So unlikely fighter, look for it online
1: and uh, hopefully it'll encourage you.
0: All right, Major Jamie, you want to ask the the last question we do every day?
1: Yes. So, uh, it's time for our, our, uh, every episode question where we look at the world around us again, sometimes we get discouraged, but there are always things out there to bring us joy When we look for it, right? So what is bringing you joy? Matt, you want to start? What's bringing you joy this week?
0: Yeah, I have two. Actually, the first one I was going to say was... Greg's book, but I figured people were going to be like,
1: oh, you're such a homer,
0: huh?" whatever. So it is a, it is a good book, Greg. I do want to tell you that. I love it. And it does, I appreciate the reminder of the simplicity of the gospel. Sometimes we complicate it so much. So for all the people who are out there who are hating on me right now saying, look, look at Matt play to this guest. <laughs> I'm also going to go college football bowl season starts, which is huge. So, so many football games, looking forward to it. So for those who hate me, there Matt, you go. For Matt, those who bo- love Jesus, bowl, Greg Sears book.
1: What bowl, what bowl are the Gators going to, man? It doesn't
0: matter. Don't worry about that. <laughs> this was supposed to end on a good note. Way to do that.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I squashed your joy, didn't
0: I? <laughs> How about you, Greg? What's, uh, what's one thing? It can be, it doesn't have to be spiritual. It could be, uh, Liz, uh, Elizabeth said fruit snacks one time, which was a good winner. Yeah, so, yeah.
2: You know, I, came- live it, I live in Colorado. And I'm on the road a lot, but I just got home again last night I'll leave again in two days. But I love I love my home state. I love the beauty of the Rocky Mountains. I've i been born and raised here. I've never gotten over the Rocky Mountains. It's just so breathtakingly beautiful. Love to hike, and the weather's been pretty warm, 60s. We had one snow so far of two inches, so it's not been bad. Um, but I just love
1: the beauty of Colorado. We were just there in August. Yep. August, you know, yeah.
0: he's Greg's spoken at that before at the Salvation Army's National Seminar on Evangelism.
1: Yes.
2: Yeah. It was called yeah, it was Blood there. and Fire, I think when I was there.
1: Yeah. And oh, okay. I was cool. like, "Oh, yeah,
2: another cool name." To <laughs> <laughs> break out we, my we, old Warriors for we, Christ. Or, right.
1: <laughs> we do all right at the cool names. <laughs> <laughs> it is, but you're right. Colorado is a, a beautiful a beautiful place. So this week, my uh, what is bringing you joy? comes to us from Trader Joe's, and it is this magical holiday treat called Jingle Jangle. Uh, And if you haven't experienced it, I'm sorry. You probably won't be able to this year because that stuff sells out so quick. And for some reason, they don't stock uh, tons of it. Um, But it is this little festive tin full of chocolate-covered pretzels and chocolate-covered Oreo pieces and little mini peanut butter cups and all these things that are terrible for you. But it's Christmas, so who cares? Calories don't count. Uh, So, Right now, although I will say my joy was tampered because no sooner had I taken off the wrapper, I came back, I opened the lid. I'm like, what happened to the jingle jangle? My kids happened to the jingle jangle. So they are not bringing me joy. <laughs> but I will say, listeners, next Christmas, get out there, Trader Joe's, find you some jingle jangle and experience the joy that uh, all, chocolate can bring. All the,
0: all the parents that are listening out there know that struggle. Like, you, gotta, <laughs> you, gotta, you, gotta eat, you got to you eat that Christmas chocolate. You got to eat that in the closet. Or something. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Hey, Matt, would you mind if I prayed for all the listeners? Would that be okay? Please. Yes, sir. Praise out. So, Father, I just thank you so much um, for Matt and Jamie. Thank you for their team. Thank you for the Salvation Army. Thank you for the legacy of William Booth. Lord, that 100 plus years later is reverberating around the world. I pray, God, that they would truly uh, do the most good. Uh, Continue to do good, to serve, to provide food and shelter and clothes and education, but also to do the most good, to share the gospel in the midst of all this, to to go to the least, the last and the lost, the bad, the broken, the bullied and the bullies. Uh, To start with the poor, to start that fire in the basement. Fill them with divine courage from your Holy Spirit, divine power, boldness, clarity, and may they... Shout it from the rooftops, the good news, that Jesus died for sinners, that he paid the price, that he rose from the dead, and everyone can have hope and life through his name. So raise up the Salvation Army to claim every last soul, every last territory, every last team. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Thank you, Greg. Greg, stay here on the podcast. Dare to share. Check out Unlikely Fighter. Get you two copies of the book and be praying for and download the Life in Six Words app as well, for sure. That's going to end this episode of the Battle Line podcast. So be sure to subscribe to the Battle Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow the Peer website at peermag.org. Follow Peer on the socials at peer.magazine. And lastly, we have a sister podcast called the Fight for Good podcast. I make the joke this one for the young people, fight for a good for the seasoned people. What's coming up next, Jamie, on fight for good? Do you, anything, can you remember off the top of your head?
1: Yeah. So this week, well, now it'll be last week is, uh, we have a, an update on hope marches on. So be sure and check that out. Um, also stay tuned because in January, we're going to have an exciting interview, um, on the Salvation Army's participation in the Rose Bowl parade. So just make sure that you're subscribed. They'll automatically pop up in your feed and you won't miss out on any good stuff.
0: Until next time, this has been the Battle Line Podcast. Bye, everybody. See ya.